There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained tech and specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So 100,000 Rangers fans are back from Seville. No arrests in Spain, which was absolutely magnificent. The only negative, and it's a massive one, the Europa League trophy is in Frankfurt and not here in Glasgow. We'll hear from Giovanni van Bronckhurst. There's been a media conference in the last few minutes and we'll be asking, have his players enough in the tank for the showpiece domestic final tomorrow, Scottish Cup final, Rangers against Hearts. And what a huge game for Rangers, still trophyless this season, despite winning just 12 months ago the league by 25 points. A huge weekend for Rangers. Well, the former Rangers striker, Gordon Smith, is with us, a man who won one title. You won a treble, two Scottish Cups and two League Cups. Gordon, welcome to the programme. Thanks, Paul. Happy to be here. Great to see you. And we have also a regular every week, Peter Grant, former Celtic, and too many clubs to mention at the moment. <laughs> um, Peter, Welcome. Thank you very much, Paul. Delighted to be here. We'll speak about Celtic as well, of course, who celebrated winning the title last weekend. Seems a while ago in some ways, though, doesn't it? So much has happened. Gordon, how do Rangers lift themselves? They travelled back yesterday from Seville. It was punishing the heat in the stadium, uh, the 120 minutes penalties. Yep. Are Rangers going to lift themselves for tomorrow? I think they have to lift themselves because it's, it's a motivational thing because now this is the one tournament they actually can win the one trophy they can win now. They've had like runners up in two previously. I actually thought it might be more of a problem if they won on Wednesday night to actually lift themselves for Saturday. You know why? Because I think sometimes players, when they achieve something, they tend to switch off a little bit. You know, it's like they've achieved their goal, and that would have been their goal would have been to win on Wednesday night. So I thought it might have been better for Hearts yeah. if Rangers had actually won that game. Do you reckon they know? Well, they know they have to win it. So, yeah. Peter, what do you think psychologically? Obviously, it was a massive blow. And you can see that in the manager. Yeah. And the, people are saying about the manager lifting the players. The players know when you're at Rangers Football Club, you have to win games. You have to win trophies. That's the expectation year in, year out. If you won on Wednesday, you'd have to go and try and win again on the Saturday. That's the expectation of big clubs and that'll never, ever change. And if you're any type of player, you're into a cup final, it was always the best day of the season for, for us. You always felt going into a cup final, last game of the season, an opportunity to win a trophy was always a fantastic day and the, the build-up was great. I know they've had the disappointment, but you have to brush yourself down, you have to go again and I'm sure Red, Rangers will be ready for the game. A bit of pressure now though, isn't it, in terms of the fact that you know, if, you, if you've been like you know, not by not winning on Wednesday night and being running up in the league, a lot of the fans are saying, "What well, you know? What we're going to do this season?" Sure. It becomes, yeah. There's a bit of pressure to it. There's, there's a lot more pressure now, absolutely, yeah. because you have yeah. to win. That's what I'm saying. You ha- at these clubs, you have to win trophies. Yeah. It's not no totally. games. You have to sure. win. You have to win trophies. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Many of you phoned in last night with Rob and the guys. Well, you can speak to Gordon Smith tonight and also to Peter Grant. We're going on the calls in a moment or two. First of all, let's hear from GVB. He's back. And he was asked, how do you lift the players? I mean, they want to be. It's a cup final, and maybe that's the best way to bounce back, but it was punishing um, on Wednesday night. 
and we'll hear from him in just a second or two. Yep. I'll just go on the lines. Paul, a Rangers fan is on. Hi, Paul. Oh, hi there. Thanks for thanks for taking my call. Not at all. Um, thanks for calling. So what um, are you thinking? Uh, are you beginning to... I mean, how did you feel when you woke up yesterday? Oh, devastated. This felt like a bad dream. Um, <laughs> you know, to take it to, to penalty kicks, you know, it's a loss at the end of the day. Um, do I blame Ramsey? Wins his game. Not, not really. I think um, the penalty kicks were just outstanding. McGregor had a tip to one of them. Um, I thought it could have been maybe the stars in the sense that McGregor bowing out, doing it for Walter Smith, Jimmy Bell, and, and maybe pulling off a wonder save here and there. But it's just unlucky, I think. Um, but you know what? We can't take away the run we had. I mean, we've punched above our weight all the way yeah. through, and for a team that's only spent two, two and a half million pounds in transfers or something like that, it's just. Gotten that we never got it for the money, and you know, to get the prestige of getting into the Super Cup next time, we're a long way of what we almost did at Liverpool. But sure. you know, yep. it won't take away the memories. I mean, the memories will, will always be there, I suppose. There's so many stories. We're going to hear from uh, some people who were there at the game. Let's hear from GVB about that issue. How does he lift the players? Well, as you said, you know, we all had uh, the disappointment of Wednesday's game, the result of it. Port Aaron as well, very down after the game. So yesterday still. So we needed to uh, to lift them up. Uh, we need to lift up every player in the in the squad. You know, we are focusing now on the final, and uh, we we have to uh, uh, take the the loss as a as a team. We have to support each other as a as a Rangers family. Make sure we are ready. For the game tomorrow, uh, yeah, obviously Aaron uh, is is very down, but we are lifting him up, and uh, you know he, he has all my support, all the support of his teammates, and I'm sure he will see feel the same support uh, in the stadium tomorrow when the, the fans will also welcome him and my team. Show me a player at the top who hasn't missed a penalty. Gordon, did you ever miss a penalty? Missed one in my career, yes. Yeah. Andy Gorham saved it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was playing for Man City against Oldham. Wow. And uh, fortunately, Andy yep. didn't give me too much stick about it because I yep. did score past him later on in the same <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, what about you? Oh, I missed penalties a few times for Celtic, but we, we went yeah. to the 98 Scottish Cup final. Remember Aberdeen? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because big Anton Rogan missed a penalty and everybody talks about Antoine, big Anton yep. Rogan missed a penalty. Unfortunate, but he played really, really well in the game. But that's unfortunate part of that is that people remember the ones that missed it. And the penalties were excellent. It was a fantastic save. I think the other night there, Aaron would be disappointed with his penalty. You know, that's the only thing for him. You know, if you, as you say, if you're going to miss it, miss it. And I think that's the only thing he'll look back and that's the only thing he'll say to himself, I should have struck that ball hell of a lot better. And if the keeper saves it, doing yeah. it that way, fine. But I know he wasn't as good as he, the qualities I, that he has. Peter, I would yeah. agree with you totally, because that's what I was going to say. Listen to Paul, what Paul said there. You know, you can't blame Aaron Ramsey too much, but it's a shame that he has missed that. But I have to say, that was of the 10 penalties, it was the only bad one. Yeah. The, the, the actual penalties from Eintracht were tremendous. Yeah. Everyone, Al McGregor's a great goalkeeper, but he couldn't get near no. any of them. Sure. But the... But, Aaron Ramsey's penalty is very bad. Yeah. Someone was told me the other day there was a, a survey done recently, uh, in fact, it was about over a year ago. They mm -hmm. said that of all the penalties and penalty shootouts, every penalty that's above halfway in the goal, like say if the goals are eight foot high, every penalty that goes above four foot is a goal. Oh, really? Uh, uh -huh. Yeah. 100%. Uh -huh. Because that the goalkeeper is always diving. Mm -hmm. If it's down the middle, even, even if the goalkeeper goes the right way, if it's a high ball, he doesn't get there. We can sense that because yep. Aaron had missed a penalty. Am I right for Arsenal in a shootout against Chelsea? Mm -hmm. You're right. If I'm right in yep. a big game, yep. 
you know so it was but, an interesting one to go on for the manager to make the swap you know because he mm. obviously must have that confidence because there's no doubt that's why he brought Aaron on because yeah. if he'd, he'd have brought him on earlier yeah. if he thought he was going to impact the sure. game so he's definitely brought him on for the penalty kicks which was interesting because obviously he played with him mm. at Arsenal he was involved with him Arsenal he knows his qualities and maybe that calmness and experience when I got him at but and saying that he'd miss one in a big shootout Paul player. what would you say to that? Oh, I agree 100%. Mate. Interesting what Gordon's saying about that statistic there. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show that you know, you said if the more, a world-class player doesn't guarantee you a, 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 a penalty. You know, it's, it's a lottery at the end of the day. Um, could be slight nerves on there as well. And I'm just maybe, I suppose, you know, you get key defining moments in games. Mm-hmm. And I remember right against oh. just near miss at the end. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, thought it would do my head at that moment yeah of course well Barry Ferguson's joining us tomorrow in the cup final uh, and he said he was up out his seat he was in line with the cross yeah. and he thought that's it it's going to go in and it didn't and it's just it's thin margins isn't it Paul um, are you confident your team will be ready for tomorrow and also Barry was saying you should play Alan McGregor could be his last game but rather than John McLaughlin there'll be time for him in the future and also Steve Davis play him from the start well that's that's funny because that's what my main point was about tonight is I've just read an article there by um, maybe it came out at the press conference from Bronckhorst doesn't um, choosing McGregor uh, I've said a while when I've phoned in this show a couple mm-hmm. of times uh, leading up to the Europa League that my one criticism of um, TVB is I find him a wee bit stubborn um, and that's the sense of I'm a huge fan of Steve Davis and I think I was proven right when Davis came on to the final composed a complete midfield I think midfield was a bit rocky if I'm being honest with you for the first 20 minutes um, I think we were non-existent um, and that's not to take anything away from Kamara and Wilson who have been outstanding mm-hmm. um, and, and I understand you know, from a management point of view well, right. as a fan but to fit Davis in there but I'm telling you I think Davis has to play tomorrow I, I, I would want for McGregor to play tomorrow I think he deserves it I think GPB's played a rod for his own back there by playing McLaughlin all the way through. Mm. But my other point is to play Lowry and Cole McKinnon and some of the young guys because okay. they're the future of the Rangers now and I hope he does. Right, let's hear him speak about uh, Alan McGregor or John it's, McLaughlin. Uh, you know, I, I've started John um, in, in the in the, in the the Cup um, campaign this this year. Uh, I think he did really well in all the games we played, You know, especially as well the, in the semi-final against, against Celtic. So for me, you know, it would be... Uh, change to to change him so now we gave him the confidence in the in the cup competition so he will still have the confidence uh, tomorrow from me from my staff you know it's a difficult one because Adam of course uh, you know is a number one goalkeeper but he was very thoughtful and uh, could totally understand that we that we are playing John in the cup competition so Alan will 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 push John and will uh, guide him as well and support him uh, tomorrow. Gordon Smith, former Rangers player, if you were the manager, what would you do tomorrow? I, I agree with that point, though. I think that I have to agree that you you go with the goalkeeper who's played in every game. It's goals. Game. It saves that count. This is yes. This he, is the cup is, final. Yeah, he but he is the been, the been the cup goalkeeper, and you know to be such a a sad thing to leave the guy out for the final game just because you know they, they have to win but because he might still win the game for them he's, Alex he's Ferguson as you remember did it in the FA Cup final on the he replay did. he, he did. dropped the Scotland goalkeeper Jim Layton who was a lifetime not a friend of his but no. he was his protege I think it was because he had an error in the, in the, in the, in the first game wasn't it but I, I agree with Paul in one respect too I, I'm, I'm a great fan of Steve Davis I think he's a tremendous player 
although even despite his age, he's one of these players. I call him a continuity midfield mm-hmm. player. I'll tell you what, as Peter was actually that type as well, Paul Lambert, Neil Lennon was that for, for Celtic. It's somebody who's actually available at all times. Whoever's got on the ball, you watch Steve Davis, he's always there to get the ball played to him and then he makes a pass and he's accurate with his passing. He knows the game well, he reads the game so well and I think that uh, I, I would also put him in the team tomorrow. It's interesting what Paul says because he's talking about wanting Steve Davis to play and then he's going to with the young boys to come in because it's the future. You know what I mean? And I think, for me, as I said, Celtic Rangers, you're all expected to win every game you play. So for me, I'd always pick my best team that's available. My best players that are available and if Al McGregor's a better goalkeeper than John McLaughlin, he plays. Well, he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if he's a better goalkeeper, he plays. That's the way it is. And I, I remember Martin O'Neill done the exact same. He went with Brad Grusin all the way through to the semi-final. They won the semi-final. They got to the final and then told Brad an hour, an hour and a half before kick-off that he wasn't playing and went with the more senior goalkeeper. That's different. I think, yeah. I don't think that's a bit unfair. But as I say, I think people have got to expect. I think the difference with maybe Alan is and getting the rest was with the injury problems that Alan had earlier on. I think maybe... Yanni's looked at that and you're thinking to yourself maybe that's the reason maybe he can't play so many games it's good for him to get a rest sometimes no league form's not there So Peter Grant says he would play Alan McGregor tomorrow yeah. uh, Gordon Smith says no I would stick with John McLaughlin terrific goalkeeper he's yeah. played all the way through yeah, in the camp. Paul you've got the final decision are you still saying you'd go with Alan McGregor? Oh, I'm sentimental reasons sure. I think yeah. McGregor this is his year out but I think he deserves to win and go with, with at least a trophy and I know what Peter's saying there, I'm saying about the youth and all that coming through, but mm. what I'm trying to say is, is to get a bit of balance in yeah. there. Yeah. Dave has been teaching them throughout the game yes. what to do, what not to do. I mean, Gordon Echo there, uh, uh, he's a Northern Ireland international for over 100 caps. He's seen, the, he's seen his resilience in that game. He's mm-hmm. playing in what, humid conditions, about 32 degrees, and he just composed the... Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%, Paul, because I, I think I think for me... I said he should have started the cup final. I said that in the games prior as well. I said he should have started the semi-final because I'm a big, big fan of his. Because it, I think he, out of all the boys, he plays a central position centrally. He doesn't get dragged to the right or the left. And if you give that up in any level of football now, you get crucified. And as I say, I think he's an outstanding individual who brings makes the Rangers players play around about him. And I think that's very, very important. OK, what about the youngsters? You mentioned them, Alex Lowry. Here's the manager. Said Alex is... is uh... You know, of course, uh, a big talent for us. Who uh, who is breakthrough was was this year, and hopefully, he will can extend that uh, development as well. Uh, he started uh, some games in in the last weeks, but uh, the prospect of him getting stronger and stronger is also pushing me to help him. And uh, he will be in the squad tomorrow, and hopefully, he can also play a part in this game. Thin margins. Rich is on yeah. the WhatsApp. He's on to uh, the Go Socials. He says, if Rangers lose the Scottish Cup tomorrow, Gio's time would be up. In in my case, that's what he's saying. Rich, he says he bottled it to take charge of the League Cup semi-final. Should have been in the dugout. Dropped far too many points in the league. And he cost us. Lost us the Europa League Cup with his team selection and the subs. He says lose tomorrow and Giovanni Van Bronck first time would be up. Paul, what would you say to your fellow Rangers fan on that? That's just, it's just silly. I mean, to be honest, you know, he's come in at a tough time. Yeah. It's not his team. He's not had a, he's had one transfer window, fair enough. I don't think Ramsey's worked out. Um, and I don't think some of the other ones, to be honest, the right back, Strider Sniff, again, who could take over Tavernier? Um, and I don't think, I'm not a big fan of James Sands yet. Maybe, maybe the guy needs a bit of time to settle in, but I'm a bit critical of him. Um, so I'd give some Broncos. 
the, the next transfer window, maybe even December's transfer window, and you know what? It's not just his transfer window. Uh, it's time for Douglas Park and whatnot to, to open up the, the purse strings here and maybe get a bit of freshness in the team. Um, but, you know, I think maybe we might Gordon, that might not be better need, but I think from Broncos got a track record of running through youth, and that's why Rangers brought him through um, as a manager. So I'm hoping it's about time that, that we've got youth coming through because you know, I could go for how many years back to the Atticat years when you could probably count in one hand how many youngsters have came through. But we've started that with Paul Rowan now with Nathan Patterson. Um, I'm hoping, you know, like say, Lowry, Leon King, they're, they're the future. I'm hoping. A bit of expertise around the, the team with Tavernier and Davis Guidman um, from Broncos can maybe mould mould a few players in. Um, so yeah, I, that's just a silly thing. I think I was just yeah. up to be honest, um, and you know what? I understand that because we came so close that you've still got a bit of that. I still got a bit of a sick feeling in my stomach, thinking God, it's it's over now, you know. But yeah, that is what it is, and we just have to hopefully push on and get into the Champions League and so on. Prediction tomorrow then against Hearts. I know it's sounding a bit sombre, isn't it? And it has been yeah. since late night Wednesday. I think you know we were on live. Colin Henry was here. Um, you both know him well. He was terrific, but he just couldn't believe it. I mean, I think most of us thought Rangers were going to come home with the trophy. Tomorrow, Paul, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to put him on the spot here. Uh, I'm going to go for 3-0 <laughs> Rangers. I'm going to go for... Lowry to score a goal. You really like Lowry, don't you? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like Lowry's uh, yeah, quality? Yeah. And if he did score in the cup final, it would be a bit special. And final word, Paul, how proud are you of the 100,000 who went to Seville? No arrest. The Guardia Civil didn't have to do too much. Outstanding. I think we've, we've put to bed all those issues back in 2008. And I think um, it's quite a good representation of Scottish football. Um, it was good to see the fans interacting with the um, Eintracht Frankfurt fans as well, and it's just yeah, special occasion and a good a good image for Scottish football. So delighted and hopefully, you know, that the future we get get another opportunity. I mean, I said back 14 years ago, I'll ever see that again, and I've been lucky enough to see two in my lifetime now. So I'm hoping to see a third one as well. <laughs> Great, Paul. Listen, thanks very much for calling into the Good Go Radio Paul. Football Show. Yep, hundred thousand fans, no arrests. So that's uh, 200,000 in the 18 years Celtic had uh, the same, around 100,000, no arrests. It is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. And I think when fans begin to get that reputation, they want to jealously guard it, Gordon. Uh, definitely. Yep. It's good to see that because it, you, you do want to you know, build the reputation of our country. I mean, the fans in general are pretty good, but you can always have one or two people that can that can cause problems when they've had a few drinks in them and all that. But it's been outstanding to think that you know that many fans could go over there and, and and the fact is that you know the the disappointment must have been huge as well with the mm. go over and, and to see the team win the trophy, which they, a lot I think nearly every Rangers fan I ever spoke to was was feeling that way that they were actually going to win. Okay, listen, we're here till seven, and already we've got a disagreement. Gordon Smith saying mm -hmm. go with John McLaughlin tomorrow. Peter Grant saying no, I think I'd give it to Alan McGregor. Rangers fans, what do you think? What would you do tomorrow? 0808 17 17 700. Celtic fans, do you want to come on with the end of season chat about the team? Who are going to be the new signings? What's going to happen? On the day when John Hughes has left Dunfermline, Peter, your old club, we'll talk about that. It's got city status, but Yogi has gone. UEFA have apologised to Rangers over the lack of water. And hey, we've got another big game tonight as well Inverness against St Johnson, the Premiership playoff. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go!
Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. It's the weekend is here, um, a different kind of weekend. It's quiet round town in many ways, wasn't it, Gordon? With so many, 100,000 people over in Seville. They've come back, by and large, they'll be tired, but overnight now, they've got to get ready, the fans as well, for the cup final against Hearts. And Hearts have been a surprise package this year, third yeah. top team having just come up last summer. And we're going to hear from Robbie Nielsen, we'll hear more from GVB as well. But tomorrow, you're looking forward to the match? I am, it just depends what we're going to see, because Hearts actually are off form at the moment. Yeah. The last four games, one draw and three defeats. You know, so they'll be, I don't know whether they're switched off because they were maybe waiting, the players are maybe trying not to get injured so they'll be available for the Is cup final. Is that what happened to you before the cup final? Did that can you happen, find that? you're, you're yeah. a, bit, a little bit worried, you're, you're a bit scared you may get injured, especially before my first cup final, I was desperate to play in it. Mm. You're a bit scared in the games before that, you know, I might get injured or whatever, so, mm. but the thing, in the end up, that's what's happening, so they're not in form, but as I say, it depends how Rangers play tomorrow, I think. You played in the Scottish Cup final. You played in an FA Cup final yes, as I well did. for yeah. Brighton against Man United. Yeah, we yeah. don't get into too, too much detail of that one. I don't think. <laughs> It'll be forgotten about once. <laughs> Can we I say did, it? I did score, but nobody remembers my goal that day. That's day's. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was that famous one, wasn't it? That, famous that, miss. And Smith must score last and, minute. But that became the. Uh, it, it was a fans thing for years. So, fanzine was called listen, that. God, at least they're talking about you. <laughs> yeah. remember. You did. You scored. The, went to the replay, didn't it? We went to replay. Yeah. We got beaten. And Smith must score. And we missed. Oh dear. Peter, FA Cup final you didn't make, did you? Or, no, well, I it, was there with West Ham. But oh, that's right. We drew 3-3 three, three. Yep. with Liverpool. Get beaten penalty kicks. You know, we won the League Cup with uh, Big Alec as a manager at Birmingham. So, quite fortunate enough to be there quite a bit on the big occasion. So, enjoyed them. And this week end in England, it's going to be Man City, isn't it? Well, we don't know for sure. Liverpool have chased them all the way, but they must regret just dropping points a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But Man City, Pep Guardiola... What a job he's done there. I know he's missed out in Europe again, we know that. Um, oh, they must be. It's a bit like Rangers the other night, actually, yeah. uh, with, when their game against Real Madrid. It looked like they had the game won, they were good Three, enough four, to win. It have been. Yeah. 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 But it didn't, 2 0 is never enough, is it? Yeah, but yeah. you look at Manchester City, as I say, I think they're more vulnerable at the back than Liverpool are. You know, so, and you know, the, the league down there, so many end of the season games have actually turned on their head. You know, and as I say, I've always been a big Manchester City, the way they play and the players they have. Yeah. But since Diaz has come in, he's definitely sparked Liverpool. There is absolutely That's no doubt of that. And he's got real good quality. But So I think on the day it'll be how well Manchester City defend, you know, because they've got the quality attack, as we know. But I think they're giving up a hell of a lot of chances just now. And I don't they've got Villa having in Man City. They've got Villa. Yeah. Uh, both at home, I think. I think Liverpool's got Wolves. I expect Liverpool to beat Wolves, but... Man City, you know, I think because they're not in the, Euro, the Champions League final, I think Man City will win the game and win the league. Steven Gerrard could be involved, yeah, for Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. In a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you see, that's yeah. what I'm saying. All these things, stories come yeah. and they happen. He couldn't win as a player. You know, now he's got an opportunity to help them win it as, as a coach at an yeah. opposition. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea have almost certainly got the third position, even though they drew the other night with, um, with Leicester. Is it going to be Tottenham, do you think, fourth? Yeah, I do. And yep. I'll tell you why, with the experience of Conte. He's got the team, he's got the quality because he's got something that everybody always looks for as a striker who can score. Well, he's got a couple of strikers, but he's got a striker like Kane, yeah. who's one of the best in the world. But you've got Son, who's a very, very good player as well. One of the big positives for Rangers this season, among many positives, we know there's no silverware yet, but just a few miles away from here, by this time tomorrow, it could be James Tavernier lifting the trophy. Yep. Or it could be Craig Gordon of Hearts. Calvin Bassey, 
what a find he's been for Rangers. Here's the manager speaking about him. I was very impressed with his performances. I think uh, Kelvin is playing uh, really well in the last uh, couple of months. I think his development as a, as a player, as a person is, uh, is amazing to see. You know, I love working with him. If you see the games he played, especially in Europe, semi-final, quarter-finals, also the final, he played really well. So uh, I'm really happy for him because it will benefit his, um, his development as a player. He's still young, he's 22, but very open to uh, uh, to advise, you know, he wants to be stronger and better every day. So for me, it's ideal for uh, for me to work with him. And of course, I want to work as long as possible with with Kelvin. But uh, if you uh, have these performances in uh, in Europe, then uh, you will get attention. But I hope to uh, see him for as long as possible uh, in my team. Already, the the wagons are circling, Peter. You can hear it. You know that he is going to be. Oh, you know, I've been what a big supporter. I know. You know, yeah. you, you, I said to you, he could not be for player of the year. Never mean young player of the he year. Did. You know, his performances. But it's interesting. I know JVB's got a lot of stick. He's the one that stood by him, really, because Stephen Gerrard never really played him. It was only bits and bobs he played him, you know. And as I say, the one thing I've said about GVB, he's moved him from left back to back back three. He's done exceptionally well. He's given him that trust. The boy's grown with it and he's became a massive player. You know, he's your modern day player. You know, he's powerful, he's quick, he's a good user of the ball, you know, he gets back, he recovers well. You know, he does all the things that a defender's supposed to do. But as I say, he's got that quality that he can play in the wider area as well. So he's been a star this year, there's absolutely no doubt. And I think he's only going to get better because he seems as if one of these kids that desperate to learn, you know, and you can see that mm. in the way he plays. Man of the match for Rangers, wasn't he? I Gordon thought so, yeah. yeah. Tremendous development. I think that there's no doubt about it that, as Peter said, he's, it's improvement you get in him. And that's come from getting games and getting experience there and, and start at left back. And he can play both. I think it's always good for a centre back if they can also play at full back. Why? Because that gives them, because what it does is it gives them more experience because at times a centre back gets pulled out into a wide area. And if he's already played full back and played there, they're, they're able to cope a lot better. So he can cope with both parts of that. And that's why he's, he's progressed so much. He's going to be a top player without doubt. 22 years of age. No, it reminds me. I mean, it's like, don't put him in the same class yet. But I always remember looking back at Maldini started as a full back. And ended up as a as a centre back, and he was fantastic in both areas. But his experience at left back, because of his height and strength, his, his ability moved meant he could move into the the centre back role. And Bassi's right. proved that in such a short space of time that he's he's capable. Yeah, especially allows Rangers to change their system, and that's what's allowed the manager, be, uh, John Lundstrom, dropping back in, Bassi stepping out within the game, yeah. and that's given them that flexibility. And that's what I think they've been able to progress through Europe because of that. You know, because they've been able to change it during the game. And Bassi's been a big part of it because some guys you can't move. You know, there's no chance they're going to play out in that position. So it makes you stuck as a manager. You've either got to make a substitution. So great credit to him and he deserves all the plaudits he gets. Some people are saying it could be it could be a young Virgil van Dijk. Well, Van Dyke came over. I remember I go back. Arthur Newman was a big uh, supporter of um, Virgil. Oh, when I went, he? To, yeah. went to see him with mm -hmm. Holland. And David Witherspoon... And I think it was Jordan Rhodes played against him under 21s for Scotland and tore him apart. I remember watching Scotland beat them in Holland. I think it was 2-0 or 2-1. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not so sure. Against Virgil uh, van Dijk? Yeah, and I, I'm not Are so sure. Are you allowed sure. to tear him apart? <laughs> I, I know, and I remember <laughs> as I was a kid and I'm thinking, yeah. I'm not so sure, Arthur. And he's like, he pushed me into Frank Reichard. And that was what he said about uh, Virgil van Dijk at that mm -hmm. particular time. And Arthur knows a defender, you know, yeah. so... You're saying that now. You get into that. I think he's a very, very good player. But I think he wants to be represented as himself. Knows Virgil van Dijk. Let's hear from Gordon, uh, a Rangers fan who was in Seville. Gordon, welcome back. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hi, Gordon. Yeah, we're Maybe fine, Gordon. Gordon. How are you feeling? 
Just how hot was it in Seville? I've been there a few times and in the summer it's absolutely boiling and I know that the weather was exceptionally warm this week. Give us a description, what was it like? Well, we we stayed in uh, is it Cadiz or Cadiz? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, yeah. we stayed there, which is about an hour outside Seville, and that was about 28 degrees. But by the time you get further in mainland, obviously Seville's mainland, the further and we got to get hotter and hotter. And by the time we were in Seville, it was about 35, 36 degrees, so it was absolutely boiling. Um, so most days kind of picked up like, bottles of water and stuff like that to take to the stadium but obviously as you, as you saw bread and stuff yeah. like that as soon as we got there the checks were ridiculous they were taking people's medication perfume, deodorant and the worst thing it always they were taking the bottles of water off everybody and um, just everything you were nearly done had their bags taken off them and were nearly their bags back and just by the time you were in there I think that's how kind of Towards the end of the game, the kind of atmosphere started to dwindle a wee bit in the Rangers' end because mm-hmm. everybody was just exhausted and dehydrated, and there was folk using kind of discarded cups straight down in the kiosks and stuff like that to get the tap water until they turned the tap water off. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit, it wasn't a great experience, obviously. I don't get me wrong, the trip was amazing, it was memories to last a lifetime, but sure. I mean, that whole stadium experience was an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we did, Colin Henry, um, Mark Weedy and ourselves were saying that the Rangers fans can now can play a part, you know, when we went yeah. into extra time. But you could see that they were, they, they were even feeling the real heat. I can know. you imagine being a player in that, Peter? Have you played in those conditions? I've played in hot, you know, yeah. <laughs> conditions and it is really tough, but give credit to Rangers. I thought they looked the fittest team. Uh, did you? you? Know, I did, I genuinely yeah. did. I thought over the piece, I think the two teams didn't play at the capabilities, no. um, but I thought Rangers were the better team. Over the, over the 120 minutes is it, I, I nerves, is, it, is it nerves on that do you think that they didn't play at their best I mean Calvin Bassey yeah. didn't show any I think nerves, they started the game slowly yeah. you know they kept, kept turning the ball over quickly and they were chasing a bit and that can make you more tired you know when you're possession of the ball or whatever but I, I genuinely thought Rangers were in great shape you know the players great credit to them I know it was different for the players than it is to the, the supporters in the stand because the players are getting fed with water you know at the side yeah. of the pitch so that helps obviously because you're, you're refueling but I think over the Rangers were the better side on the evening I felt uh, two teams that didn't hit the form that they've shown I think Rangers the got better as the game went on Peter yeah. and, and I think I agree with you totally they, become the, they became the better team in the latter part and they look fitter yeah, than Dortmund and, and you know they must be disappointed as I say that they, they didn't win the game when, when they were on top at that stage but to, to play there for, for you know for 90 minutes and the extra time I know there was there was water breaks. They have to do that yes, when, it's, yeah. when it's a certain temperature. They've got to stop. Yes. But I, I noticed that there's three Rangers players have made the Europa uh, League team of the, the season. See that Bassey, um, Tavernier, Tavernier and Kent. Yep. Uh, so it's three three of them have made the, the, sure. the Europa League. But they League. deserved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as I said, yeah. it was just unfortunate. And but I always said I'd rather somebody scores a screamer. So if there's any extra time, I'm saying, mm. please somebody score a screamer. Yeah. You know, because you're not wanting somebody to be labelled with, like Ramsey is, we missing the penalty. Yeah, no. You know, or a goalkeeper yeah. making a mistake. You don't want anything like that. You know, because that lives with them forever, never mind their clubs. Yeah. You know, so you're hoping somebody yeah. scores a screamer. And to be fair, as I say, over the 120 minutes, I thought Rangers shaded it um, with two teams who never performed to their, their highest. And you, you look back at the chances created, keepers unbelievable save yeah. you know and at the moment you're thinking hmm, is that the moment it's changing and that turned out unfortunately that was the case for Rangers Gordon did you think that was going to be the moment you thought that was going to be the winner in the dying moments I, I, I genuinely yeah. I, I couldn't believe how he'd saved it at first I thought Kent had hit it straight at the keeper but then 
uh, upon watching it back, uh, Kevin Carts made an amazing save, and it, it really was. He, he's outstretched his leg and managed to save it, and how he's done that, I'll never know. And it's just moments like that that kind of define how the, the game's going to end up, and you just kind of thought your luck was out. And obviously, with Aaron Ramsey kind of setting up for that penalty, and you obviously think your man has experience, fair enough. I mean, he never played a lot of the game in that, but. It's just the way he hit the penalty. It was a bit of a pitiful penalty, but I don't blame Arne Ramsey for his losing the game. I'm immensely proud of the full team and mm-hmm. that full European run. It's a memorable one, and if we continue to perform at that level, it shouldn't be so long before we maybe well, get Well, that's why it's so important for you tomorrow, Gordon, that the supporters come tomorrow and show that appreciation. I know how difficult it is. Everybody's feeling a little bit down. The players may be a bit heavy-legged. Mm-hmm. You know, There's nothing better when you get out to a full stadium with supporters supporting you. And that me as a player, I thought it was me and I was going back and it was Celtic, for instance. I mean, I'd be looking for the support to come and try and galvanise us and get us over that line and shout us to that final whistle to lift that trophy. That's a wee bit of support you need. And we know how tough it was the other evening there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Supporters, people forget, people have spent a hell of a lot of money going every which way they could <laughs> to get there and then take it back. So, no, we know everybody's there, but that's what it, t- tomorrow's all about again. And you celebrate the season you know, hopefully with the European run, but then you finish it with a Scottish Cup. That's that's where football is and that's what you're hoping you get the highs out of that. There is plenty of lows, so you've got to enjoy the highs. Gordon, here's Giovanni speaking about the squad fitness. Yeah, well, we had a, you know, a tough game also uh, because we played 120 minutes in very uh, difficult uh, circumstances, you know, with the, with the war. Yeah, it, it took a lot of out, out of us, but, um, you know, we, 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 we had a good recovery today. Uh, all players who were involved on Thursday except uh, Borna uh, is uh, not available for tomorrow. All the other players who started or were involved in the squad uh, are also available for tomorrow. So everyone okay apart from Borna Barisic. What's your scoreline, Gordon? You get your ticket for tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, I'm going tomorrow, mate. So I'm just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a, a victory. As, as he was saying there, I, I think it's vitally important that all the, the fans get up for it and like sing for the team and just let them kind of mm. hear their appreciation support because it's massive. Like, it's like everybody's feeling a bit dejected, obviously. It was a, you know, the fairy tale ending we were looking for. However, um, to win the Scottish Cup, we've not won it for years and years, and I think it'll be massive. It'll do a lot, a lot of good for the boys there and the boys that are going to be leaving and stuff. It'll be good to leave in a high note, especially for the likes of your Alan McGregor's and stuff, maybe even Stephen Davis if he goes. I think it's vitally important that we win it. So, uh, they'll definitely have the full support of the fans. I've got no doubt about that. Who's your keeper for tomorrow? It's going to be John McLaughlin. The manager has said it. What would you do? Would you play McLaughlin or Alan McGregor? Ben McGregor's last match would think he could have possibly played him but then again that's not really fair to McLaughlin when he's played the full run so I can impress the fairness I think probably Alan McGregor would have had a bit of saying it as well and probably played, uh, said to play John because you've seen the, um, how kind of upset and dejected uh, Alan McGregor was on Wednesday night I think that I kind of realised myself that was his last game so I had a kind of feeling that he was going to go John McLaughlin but I think it's only fair after the way he played uh, at Hamden against Celtic and stuff like that to, to give it to John McLaughlin because even if we win it, he'll, he'll get, he, Alan McGregor will get a chance to get his hands on the trophy. So. Gordon, what's your abiding memory? How were the Spanish people with you in Cadiz where you were first of all and then up to Seville? Oh, they were all brilliant. Honestly, all the, the Spanish were brilliant and all the Germans were brilliant. We've met a lot of Frankfurt fans who were... Um, they were really kind and they were all very sporting uh, driving the next day at the airport and um, when obviously I was feeling the best walking through the airport a bit hungover and still a bit upset for the for the game but um, no they were all brilliant uh, all the Spanish all the Germans they were all absolutely great so it was a great trip never seen a bit of bother myself 
Um, and no, it was, as I say, it would be memories to last a lifetime. No, the result I wanted, but sure. that's football, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Gordon, thanks a lot for calling us. We'll speak to you soon. Good luck tomorrow. Great. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers, Thank you. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! Thanks Chris, the Traffic and Travels, Paul Cooney with Gordon Smith and also Peter Grant Gordon, of course you were at one point Chief Executive of the SFA yeah. Are you standing Peter for the former Chief Executive the <laughs> head honk show always, in yeah. Scottish so football bad. and the man who first said VAR it's the first time I heard it was when Gordon mentioned it we'll talk about it in hour two and then you were Director of Football at Rangers Very short time Yeah, yes. for a short time Yeah, yeah. It's been. I see the millionaires list is coming out on Sunday. Peter, we're just looking at you having had so many big jobs <laughs> in England. Uh, but I see that the Easdale brothers are the new billionaires in Scotland. Billionaires. Billionaires. Mm. My goodness. So of course they were on the board. One of them was on the board. I know them as well. I should, yeah. get, I should have got friendlier. Exactly. Well, there's still time. It's going to be published on. There's a week exclusive for you. Who yeah, right? Easdales Rangers fans. Because earlier on, um, Gordon was saying about you know putting money in in Douglas Park. I mean, they have done. They've put a lot of money into the club. But Rangers probably now do. And they're going to lose a lot of money by missing out on Champions League. Yes. How much would that be? Because they would have had the Super Cup final against Liverpool or Real Madrid. Yeah, they had that. And and you get more money for being a winner of the the Europa League too. And then the Super Cup money, it's not coming in. And then, you know, they might still get there, but automatically when you get into the, the group stage, you're guaranteed about forty million sure. from that. So now they've now they'll have a playoff game to to try and yep. get in there. But know, hopefully so. they will get in. But it's massive for Celtic because they'll get the thirty-five to forty million. They'll get yep. that automatically. Rangers would have been there. It would have been brilliant for Scottish football. But they could get there yep. if they get through the qualification. Daniel's on the line, a Rangers fan. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, we're just hearing about uh, the latest there, and we're hearing about the Easdale brothers who are in as billionaires in the Sunday Times rich list coming out on on Sunday morning. What about yourself, Daniel? Any danger of you being in that one? <laughs> no, no, thankfully no. <laughs> Daniel, what about tomorrow? Are you now beginning to think about it, about the cup final as opposed to Seville? I mean, obviously with Seville, it was a um, it was gotten, it was a gut performance. But the boys can can hold their head up high. They can be proud of themselves. They, they gave it everything, really. Um, and obviously with Frankfurt, um, very very good opposition. The standard of penalties that Frankfurt were taking was unbelievable. Um, but I thought it was a nice nice wee bit of class with Frankfurt. Obviously with a guard the honour. Um, with the message that they came out with the day obviously saying that it was an honour to play to play against us um, and gave them a, a really, really good game. It's true, they did it really well, Gordon, at the end. You're not thinking about it, but I did notice it as we yeah. were on air. That was class. They do uh, that in I, rugby, don't they stand for? Yeah, You'd I, much rather be the team standing. Of course. I, no, but, I, I yeah. think it's nice to see that because I think that, you know, one of the things that we should get in sport is that sort of Friendliness, you know, in respect. sporting respect, that's exactly right. And that, that was good to see that, definitely. Because look at the stuff in England on the pitch after these the, the games and managers now, and, um, you know, a lot of things happening. There shouldn't be people no. headbutting um, a player. It's just, it's madness um, no. south of the border. I hope they can get a grip of that. Yeah. But they were so well behaved, the Rangers fans and the, the Frankfurt fans, Peter. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's too, as they say, traditional football clubs, they say, yeah. you know, and they say that that yeah. was always expected. And I think it's really tough when you lose. You know, it really is tough when you lose. It doesn't matter what. And 
you sometimes think people are being sarcastic making the line up but I think Frankfurt meant it genuinely they knew they were in a fight Rangers had went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them all the way and it was tough for them we've been there you can tell it people are talking about how do we lift the players I'm listening to supporters on here tonight I'm mm -hmm. thinking how are you going to lift the supporters because they're all feeling the same way because it is it's like after a Lord Mayor show really isn't it you're getting there you're, you're all the hype of the travelling and getting prepared for it then the disappointment I think sometimes you've even felt like that when you win because you think oh it's all past and that's why I said to you a couple of weeks ago if you remember I said but winning the league you're the league champions for four weeks because all of a sudden you've got to go again yep. and at a club like Rangers that's what they've got to do and that's why I'm saying tomorrow's vital for them in the respect of that that the supporters get behind them the players are ready because that's the expectation when you're at big clubs to be in cup finals winning them challenging for things and unfortunately along the road there's a lot of disappointments with that so I'm sure they'll be ready and I'm sure they'll be I think you're right the, the, big, the biggest disappointment I think is when you get to such a high level I mean it's obviously if you don't if you're runners up in the league or you maybe lose a, a, a domestic competition but if you get to a major final in Europe it's a, it's a big disappointment Absolutely. there's no question that because as I say we, we know ourselves I mean that was actually the 10th final that a Scottish team's played in was, was in Wednesday night there's uh -huh. been in 10 European finals and we won 3 so far yep. Celtic won Aberdeen won and Rangers won yep. so out of 10 but just to get there is, is hard and it's harder now uh, getting to a final in Europe than it ever was because of the, the amount of money that the five major nations have. We're just seeing on the pictures at the moment we saw Jimmy Bell's funeral today. You see Giovanni going in. Uh, see Barry Ferguson there, Richard Goff um, and the hearse went past Ibrox today where a number of Rangers fans had, had turned up as well and, and people felt it was kind of written in the stars, Gordon, because yeah. I'm, I'm listening to you and Peter talking about it, but at the end of the day, the cup went to Germany and, and yeah. it didn't come to no. Scotland. And I think most people felt, given that Rangers came, well, when they came close in Manchester, oh. but the, the opposition were better. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I, I think that... From, not the case this time. I think the disappointment as well for Rangers going into the final, and I know that this is why a lot of, there's a lot of positivity, because they'd beaten two German teams already. Mm -hmm. One yeah. of them was third place, uh, second place in the league. The other one was fourth place in the league. And Eintracht were 11th, I think it was. Now, there's a... Looking at it logically, you're thinking to yourself, you know, we're, we're better... This is the worst of the three teams we played. So we, we can win this game. And I think that's why there was such a major disappointment. Mm -hmm. And then the fact was that Rangers, as Peter said as well, and I agree with him, Rangers got better as the game went on and then out, outplayed Eintracht in the, in the latter part of the game and had chances and didn't take them. And I think that's why the, the disappointment is even greater. If, the, if Rangers had gone into a game against a foreign team, a German team, for example, and lost 2 3 nothing in the final, everybody would have said, well, you know, we're not in that class. But Rangers proved... On Wednesday night, they are in that class, and that's why it was a disappointing defeat. I, I go away from that, Paul, because I think, listen, the one in the new camp, mm -hmm. the one in London against West Ham, there were no mugs. No. And I say, I think Rangers were the better side on the night, even though they didn't play particularly well, or Frankfurt didn't play at their best. And I thought it was, a, it was a great opportunity for them. I knew they'd have to do well, but you look at the goal, the goal's a big disappointment. From a coaching point of view, they've not stopped to cross. Uh, um, Golston lets it go where he's got to just put his foot through it he's got to put it through and then Bassey for the first time probably the only thing is he's let the striker think Golston's going to do his job and you're always told always expect unexpected so when Giovanni's looking at it back as a coach he'll be thinking God almighty that's that equalising goal oh, yeah. you know well, if I looked, if I, as soon as I looked at it again uh, I blame Golston yes. because no way yeah. he should have been he should have been a step, step further towards absolutely. his own goal Golston lining the ball people yes. always say he's a defender if he had been a step further where he should have been yeah. he'd have cleared that ball easily near the fine lines that's it yeah
Daniel, before you go, on Conor Goldson, what's the latest on his contract? The manager was asked this afternoon. We agreed and also with, with, with Ross Wilson to speak after the season. Regarding uh, um, Conor, you know, we, we've... You know the club has been in in, in in talks with him for to extend his contract. So far, he didn't uh, he didn't extended it. Uh, but you know the the chance that he will be uh, still a Rangers player uh, tomorrow, uh, think will be um, uh, will be small. But you know, as I said, and also you know, I would love to have Connor uh, in, in in the team next year. But uh, you know, as you see. Uh, quite a lot, you know, when, when players um, get out of contract, you know, there are two possibilities to to, to keep playing for uh, for Rangers or to move on. And maybe, you know, I still have in my mind that, that he will be part of, of Rangers next year. He does, but Daniel, does that sound to you as though he tomorrow could be Conor Goldson's last game? I think so. I think it could be his last. Um... And how do you feel about that? I mean, Conor Golson for me um, this season is said last season it was it was unplayable. Yeah. Um, he said a few mistakes, obviously that have maybe kind of cost us. Like say, obviously like say Seville as Peter and Gordon were saying there, yeah. he, he needs to get something on that. And I mean, obviously with Bassey, um, obviously while well, you were talking about Bassey there, I would say Bassey on um, for the, the final man of the match. I mean, he loses, he loses the ball. His work rate was unbelievable. The boy was unplayable. So, if I was Douglas Park, um, Geo, I would try my very best to tie Calvin Bassett in for another three, four years, or maybe even another five-year contract. Gordon, yeah, I, I think I think the surprising thing is the fact that you know that Conor Golson's not signed a contract. That that tends to make you think that he's already got something yeah. lined up. It really does, because his agent will have been, been in discussions with Rangers. To get to this stage of the season and not actually accept something means that he's got alternatives. And the I, money in England I believe is so that. much more, isn't it? Far more. Even in the even in the championship, Peter and I were talking about it earlier on, the championship, the players are earning an unbelievable amount of money. What's, what is that? Yeah, exactly. 50,000 a week? Or, oh, he's more than or, that, even some yeah, of them. In, more than that. In the yeah. second tier. Peter, do you think well, he's going? For me... Bassey can go to a team and improve and be in the Champions League with a team. Golson can't. That's me. That's me looking at it. I'm thinking, what teams are going to come in for Conor Golston? You know, is it going to be the top six? No. Is it going to be the top ten? I'd probably say no. I think he'll end up with a championship side. And I've not been disrespectful to him because I don't see the teams who's going to take him. I look at, is he going to go to West Ham? The answer for me would be no. Could they see Bassey not going to West Ham? and get into the top six teams because he's a young man and the physicality of him and the way he plays, I could say yes, 100%. If you lose Bassey and he goes to one of them, you say, put your hands up. But if I'm losing Conor Golston to the Championship, it's only financially because he's never going to go into a situation where Rangers have put him this year with playing these big, big European nights. And they will miss that. Once you've tasted that, there is nothing better. I don't care how much your bank balance has got. They big nights, he's had at Ibrox or away in Germany or whatever, you know, are special, special occasions. And he's got to be careful. I've seen it before so, so many times that you go to the wrong club down there, all of a sudden it just you patter out your career and people never hear you again. They say you've done all right and whatever, you've had a decent career financially, but you don't have the big moments that you can look back on that people are talking about. They've loved, but the ones that went to Seville I'll remember these days all their life. Daniel, going to the news in a second, what would you say to your team ahead of tomorrow? If you were in the dressing room for 30 seconds, what would you say to the players? Um, well, this is the only chance of silverware this season, so obviously we, we played an absolute cracking final. We were unlucky. Um, 
beaten by a very good a very good side. Um, and it's just basically same and same and more of the same again. To be perfectly honest. Daniel, thanks very much. Here's Daniel. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. 48 hours after the Europa League defeat of Rangers at the penalties, one penalty lost uh, out of the 10. And Rangers, though, get themselves together because tomorrow, 3 o'clock at Hamden, they play the Scottish Cup final against Robbie Nielsen's Hearts. Hearts will be in town today, I would imagine. Normally, Cup final week, as you know, there's a huge build-up, uh, but the players will have missed out on that. Maybe that's a good thing for the Hearts team. For Rangers, though, what's the lineup going to be? That's what we're talking about tonight. We're hearing from GVB, a bit more from the Rangers manager in a moment or two. There's a huge game tonight as well. Inverness against St. Johnson. Will Saints, two times winner of the Cup just last year, just a year ago, but they're in that relegation battle with Inverness, who came up... On the rails late in the season to come back. They're in tonight, the first leg. We're going to go and take a call in a moment to do from uh, one of our St. Johnson fans. Other headlines tonight. John Hughes has left in Fermland. Peter, what, you were there at the start of the season. He's gone already. You're a wee bit surprised. I know... You know. Yeah, disappointed for him. I know John's enthusiasm, but unfortunately, you know, if you don't get results, as I said myself, I am to myself, I think I had seven, as I said to you, draws and four defeats. And if you don't win games of football, unfortunately, you pay the price and... That's unfortunately happened to John. Dick Campbell named Championship Manager of the Month and yet they just missed out. Yeah, I know. I, I was quite surprised. I actually did think they would beat Inverness. I know Inverness were on a good run, but the way our both have been playing tremendously well. I watched the games on TV and all that and, and there was nothing in it no. between the two sides. It wasn't really... You couldn't have picked MD out, but it was a bit of a disappointment for them because I thought... You know, he might even have been manager. If they could have got promotion, he'd probably been manager of the season, never mind manager <laughs> of the month. Your old team, Kilmarnock, though, are up. How yeah. pleased are you, Gordon? You're a, a terrific player there. You were one of their biggest uh, sales when you went to Rangers. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm so happy for them because they had a, such a bad time. When Steve Clark left, the club went down a bit and uh, obviously got relegated. So to, to come back up, Derek McInnes has done a great job there to, mm. to turn them around and get them up and great to see them back in the top league again I'm, I'm delighted and Steve Clark three years ago today Ryan he was named Scotland manager and what a job he's done Ryan the Saints fan joining us hi Ryan how are you? I'm good I'm nervous but I'm good yes uh, <laughs> I mean who could have believed you'd be there Kelly though hopefully from your point of view you'll be playing them next season in, in, the, in the Premiership you're going in as favourites I would think yeah uh, yeah, but it's it's one it's one of it's one of the things you know it's it's a one off it's a two off tie but yeah. we're going favourites but it all comes down to the game on the day who's up for it more it's a one off tie home and away uh, <laughs> yeah yeah sorry, have I you got know. have you got some players missing some of your players aren't, aren't fit are they some of them are out yeah yeah I'm trying to remember who um, but they they rested a few that's how we got beat the other yeah. day but hopefully Henry's back so. Yeah, his dad was on here the other night. Yeah. Uh, Colin was on. Yeah. So Callum, he's uh, he was at Kilmarnock for a while, as you know. That's right. But he's doing a good job for you. 
I mean, it's a squad that needs to be turned over now, isn't it, Ryan? You need you need new players to come in. They gave everything last season, but this season it's just not happened. Yeah, absolutely. I just I just think I just think the recruitment's not been right. Um, they just they panicked by I think in January, and they've just the players that they've got in hasn't really worked. I mean, Chifty, for example, he's only I think he's only scored one or two goals. Yeah. Um, and for a strike in the SPL, that's that's not good enough. Um, other players, they need to, they still need to, probably another good pre-season under their belt <clears throat> um, and good good gelling, but uh, it's not it's not really worked. But, but do you think Ryan, it's it's difficult for people like St Johnston, as as for most of the clubs uh, in the Premiership, we talk about the finances and we all know the players and Callum knows the players. Callum's a very diligent worker. He goes to a lot of games down south. He played down south. He's got a lot of contacts there. But financially, it just blows away. And non-league players, even in the outside the league, I'm talking about the Conference South and North, they're even getting mm-hmm. more money than St. Johnson players are on. So that shows you what you're up against because then to try and get these guys to come up here, it's not going to happen. And I hear a lot of people talking about the recruitment. It's only the value you can afford. You can bring them in. You know, everybody knows the good players that are out there, and everybody sees the good players that are out there. But trying to get the finances together to bring these players in is very, very difficult. And I think you've had a few of your own players injured, um, and the wee bits of luck you needed last year, they've not. I mean, I keep going back to the cup tie against Kelty. I mean, you were the better side against Kelty. You keep us with a couple of outstanding saves, and then you end up losing that game, and it's catastrophic, really. You know, and. The year before, everything was going for you. Some of the, the keeper wasn't saving it, the ball was going in the net. Big Sean Rooney was going on the running, scoring yeah, goals yeah. after goals. And he yeah. missed a big part of the season. So I think that's been unfair as well. And it's been unfortunate, but unfortunately, that's football. You know, that's, that's all out the window uh, now, Absolutely, Peter, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's what happens. But as I say, I'm always loathe that, especially I've been doing anything on so long. I feel for the managers up here when people talk about the recruitment because it's affordability. Mm-hmm. That's where you're, if you're buying somebody £1,000 a week or you're going to somebody £10,000 a week, there's usually a hell of a lot different. <laughs> but Peter, they sold the two best players right at the end of the transfer window yeah, last August. Remember, That's Ryan, right. you were on. Um, and yep. you actually did. Um, Ali McCann was one of them. Uh, you know, you kind of felt, oh my goodness, could that be... Was it worth it to take that money for what they've uh, lost in, in the skill of those two players? Well, you have to... There's two, there's two sides to that. Yes and no, because the yes, the players want to go and progress and be on better money. They're waiting better leagues to say the least and the other one is no because if St Johnson get relegated then we're going to lose what, probably about 3-4 million pound more money from the, the TV deal for next season probably sponsorship deals won't want us because we're not in the SPL yeah. so it, it kind of works both ways yeah. you know my understanding was that Cam Davison didn't have any say in it right in terms of the players being sold he wouldn't have wanted Jason Kerr to go, would he? No. It was just right at the end of the window, Gordon. Absolutely, it was just, that's right. Yeah. And he didn't get any time after that yeah. to, to recruit uh, as soon as he's lost mm. his players. But I think it was just down to the fact the club, looking at the, the scenario with the financial financial side of things, just say, well, let's let's yeah. take this money. And a lot of clubs like that. And that's why at times all the transfers happen at the end of the window. Peter would know it very well too, that yeah. it's because that that's when they, they put a club under tremendous pressure by saying, here's your offer. Take it or leave it because you won't get another offer till January. Yeah. The biggest disappointment is Jason never played as often as he should have. Yeah. That's the biggest disappointment mm-hmm. for me. And, and that's what I'm saying about players. You have to be very careful where you go. Yes, financially it's good for you. Yeah. You know, I understand that. 
But any player worth his salt's got to say, I'm going to go somewhere and play that I'm going to be playing if I'm performing well. Alan so, McCann's slightly different. He's a young international player yeah, yeah. and you were probably getting top dollar for him. Mm -hmm. As soon as that goes out, and no disrespect, clubs like St. Johnson that need the money as well. To, yeah. to, and it obviously, especially coming out of COVID, you know, you two years with no supporters, yeah, you know, yeah, so exactly. there's all of these things come in here to play. So you, for the owners, you've got to understand right. that as well. And I, I feel for the supporters because yeah. the supporters always want the best players, but unfortunately, the nature mm -hmm. of the beast is you've got to sell them up here. Okay, Callum. Inverness yeah. have been on the run, we know that. They've got two suspensions, as you know, tonight, three injuries, that, so they are weakened. What's your scoreline? What would you take tonight um, to put you in position for Monday night? What do you think? Um, well, as I says, I'm nervous, yep. but I'll, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a draw, um, yeah. and then get the result back down here. Would be would be bright. I, thought, I think there's going to be a a good crowd at McDermott. So good. A lot of people want to go to the, the the game. I know Stephen Reside, who comes on here, the Motherwell fan, who does some great work for disabled access for uh, clubs right around the country. The clubs don't do enough, Gordon, for no. disabled. Some of the positions he was in yeah. uh, are horrendous, but I'm hoping Stephen will be there on Monday night. And Ryan, as a neutral and as a great lover of Scottish football, what did you think yep. of the game the other night? You know, Rangers, everyone proud of them to get to the final. Did you think, was there, were they just unlucky? Oh, or What did you oh, feel? Oh, I'm glad for my pals and my uncle because they, they flew over to Seville. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. A lot of them went, went down that route of they went to Glasgow or Edinburgh to Cork and then over to Portugal and then Portugal into what? Seville. So to Cork? Yeah, yeah was, wow. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot, a lot of different flights yeah, in that because sure. you can you get cheaper prices and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, you know what, for a Scottish club, you've got, you've got, you've got to take your hats off for Rangers. They, they, uh, to be honest, for me being a neutral fan, I thought they would have done it because yep. of the teams that they had beat. Mm -hmm. I mean, they beat Borussia, they beat yep. um, Braga, they Braga. beat Leipzig, yep. but bigger budgets. But it all comes down to the day, and I just, I just felt Rangers were nervous. They just looked mm -hmm. very, very nervous. They weren't playing. I just didn't think they were. They could play to their full potential. And to be honest, I thought Kent had a really quiet game as well until that last yeah. chance when he just had to put it in. But another thing as well, I don't agree with taking players off for penalties. No, not my, not not no. for me. It's not worked out, has it, this season? You know, remember changing the goalkeepers, for example, and they didn't this time. Yeah, you're right. And Aaron Ramsey can just I, can wasn't... I just say as well? Yeah, it's actually a, st a statistic because England done it in the Euros mm -hmm. and it failed. West Ham done it and it failed and I think there was another team that done it and it failed they all missed penalties so it's kind of it doesn't really work Chelsea, and, Chelsea and, done it with the goalkeeper wasn't it Chelsea, I, Chelsea that was it. yeah yeah. yeah Chelsea he, he, ended up miss, he ended yeah. up missing the penalty yeah, that missed it as well. <laughs> cost him a game another goal he never saved <laughs> you know the strange thing as well the, the, there is a case that and Peter would know this as well penalty shootouts that sometimes you're amazed it, it comes down to people volunteering also to be on a penalty mm. it's not exactly they're not appointed at times by the manager it's a case of who wants to take it because a manager will generally say that first because you, one thing you do want is if someone says me that means you're better with somebody like that than having to say you're, you're taking sure. a penalty when yeah. they don't want it so who knows whether Aaron Ramsey actually put himself forward sure. and said I, I want to take a penalty we well, had centre half who missed a penalty who was yeah. that big Antoine Ferdinand yeah Stephen Gerrard, yeah. uh, the 3-3 game. Yeah. It was a centre-half. Antoine had never seen take a penalty mm -hmm. kick. Yeah. But on the day, he felt he'd played well enough in mm -hmm. the game. He felt confident taking it. 
And as you say, it's very, very difficult. You know, you're playing against good goalkeepers, and, and the goalkeeper always comes out the hero anyway. Yeah. You know, if you that, miss it. Peter, I'm always amazed. I've heard it time to time. A striker has even said he's not taking it, he doesn't want to take a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute, you're 12. What? Yeah. You're 12 yards out with the goalkeepers on his line. You paid 20 grand a week to score goals. Yeah. Well, our good pal David Proven never taken one at Easter Road once. I missed the first one. Big Roy missed the second one. <laughs> David Proven didn't take one, and he was on all the set plays. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Big Roy were up like two minutes. He missed the first two. You know? I know, it's amazing. What's the scoreline do you reckon tomorrow, Ryan? Who's going to win it? It's going to be the Hearts or is it going to be Rangers? Oh, I think they might go all the way again. I think. Are you kidding? Not Hearts Hearts will be time. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think Hearts will be right up for it and I think Rangers might be a wee bit. They'll be up for it, but I think they might be um, jaded from, from the game on Wednesday. Are you giving it that Edinburgh Perth bit? I mean, it's Perth. <laughs> but come on, are you more Edinburgh? Are you more Glasgow, Ryan? Take him to stand up. <laughs> Listen Ryan Thanks very much for joining us And uh, good luck tonight And on Monday as well And hopefully we'll speak to you uh, After the game And hopefully You stay I mean Inverness Terrific club as well Premiership club yeah. But St Johnson It's unthinkable We don't want to lose Clubs like St Johnson No you don't Especially I mean Just one season After they've won a, a double yeah. I mean that yeah. was incredible I think they're the first team In history aren't they To win uh, domestic double who are a provincial right. club and the fans oh. couldn't get to see them you no. know Ryan is a, a, yeah. is a diehard yeah. and he missed it and you think yeah. the families and all that yeah, it, it, it's cruel amazing to win them but yeah. you know sad, we've kind of forgotten about it I always remember it because yeah. my first game as a Celtic supporter was Mewton Mewton Celtic get beat to when I was six years of age uh-huh. and my grandfather who ran the Celtic supporters bus he said you're not going back again because you're a jinx. Because <laughs> <laughs> you beat 2 1 with St Johnston at Newton. Every time I hear St Johnston, I always think that's my first ever game I watched. Who was the referee? Can you remember? Uh, I don't know. It was probably a penalty as well. Ryan, that's scandalous. I teed him up for that one. But cheers, Ryan. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers, thank you. Football is non stop, isn't it? There's so much on. That's a good game tonight. Well, some of them are not such good games on the Friday night. Yeah. But hopefully it will be tonight. Well, a tough you, one, you, you know. A yeah. tough one because Inverness, if you remember at the start of the season, I think we were the first team to take a point off them mm-hmm. in the sixth game. Confirming you were. You know, we yeah. were the first one to take. They'd won six out of six or something. They gave them a fantastic mm-hmm. start. I thought they started the season very well. Um, Shane Solomon been injured is a massive blow if he doesn't play tonight because I'm a big supporter. I think he's a great good player. Is out. I think. He's I think. Out. Yeah, yeah. That is a massive yep. blow for them because he's a and obviously the two suspensions which were shocking decisions, yeah. I thought, you know, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm. Um, I, I spoke to quite, a, I spoke to Cam Davison about it when when it was looking like, uh, you, you think you're, you know, you're not be relegated. He said, no, I think we will be in the playoff. He says, he, he, he told he, me that yeah. while they were even in trouble, but he says, mm. he says, that's the, the big game. You think the playoff game will be the big game. And I said, who do you think, who do you think you'll get? And he goes, well, the way it's looking at the moment, it'll be a broth, he thought. Right, uh, yeah, everyone did. Mm. Yeah. Gordon, we're going to be we're Glasgow centric. This isn't Radio Scotland, you know, Radio Scotland. <laughs> we're going to be Glasgow. That was great, but we don't need any more. All right, you as well, Peter. Yeah. That's enough, Ryan. Thanks for that there. We'll bring it back. Ryan, what do you think of Glasgow? <laughs> What's going to happen? We're going to hear from Robbie Nielsen, quick cut from him up against Rangers tomorrow in the Cup final. You can hear it from the fans as well. The fans are yeah. shattered. Would that be the right word? Gordon? Yeah, they're, they're all now. Yep. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a downer. I mean, it's only two days ago. Yeah. But I think that it'll be a wee while before they get over it because it's definitely, mm. the, the, I think probably the one way of getting over it will be a victory tomorrow. That'll yep. that'll actually ease things a bit for them just even to get a trophy won. 
We're going to give away £500 from our friends at Joe Junk Rubbish Removal, so somebody that'll be a wee spring <laughs> in the step. Better. Yeah, we're OK for the money because Gordon Smith is in and Peter <laughs> Grant as well. Yeah, so we'll be OK. We're going to do that We're not shortly. in the billionaire <laughs> list, though, yet. No, not yet. No, not, yet. not yet. <laughs> but uh, that was interesting, you know, about no. the Eddie brothers there. Was Morton not wanted to get them involved? I think well. Morton is involved. Yeah, good. I think Morton's yeah. uh, Morton yeah, involved. Yeah, I, think son, involved yeah. I think his son plays there. Fantastic. He's, he's on the bench. Yes. The young kid, he was there. And Peter, we should say as well, but Queen's Park. Oh, delighted. You two know. years in a row. Yeah, thoroughly deserved it. Over Your the two there. games, it was Airdrie yeah. had done exceptionally well this season. And you feel for them because, yeah, 22 points, I think they were clear. You know, but they've done an incredible run. It's interesting, Peter, they're becoming a big club again, Queen's Park, aren't they? I mean, all yeah. that... What years and years, just the amateur club, first yep. club in Scotland, the oldest club. Yep. Then they've got the professional element to them now. Oh God, no! Peter was with our Peter was with Morton two and a half year ago, mm -hmm. and they phoned him at Christmas time. Ray McKinnon was the manager and asked him, "Would they come and join?" They were talking about putting this together, and they were hoping to be in the championship in five years. Yeah. This was their plan. Wow. You know, they've done it in two and a half. Yeah. Peter's been there for the two and a half years there. You know, and they say, "But." I said, you've got to tip your hat. I really enjoyed both games. Usually ah. you go to them and there was a lot of good football played, there was a lot of good chances, Tain and missed. You know, yet again, it came down to a penalty kick, taking yep. the pressure, Simon Murray taking the pressure very, very well. But there was a piece of paper between the sides, uh -huh. you know. But Airdrie will be gutted because of the fact, as I say, I think yeah. they ended up yeah. second in the league and they fought so, so hard with Cove to win the league, never mind, mm. to get into the playoffs. But as I say, over the piece, Queen's Park have got good players, you know, so... Um, uh, well, their, their ambition yep. was has been realised because you said, yep. you know, they, they got they became a professional club. And, you know, they've changed. Obviously, they're not they're going to be moving away from Hamden eventually. You know, play at Lesser Hamden, isn't they? Yeah. And, and then, but the thing about it is that you know that that's that's great that having an, an ambition to do that. They brought in Leanne Dempster as indeed, who's, yeah. who's been at a good level in, in the game. Well, so Hibbs, that, Hibbs chief exec, Hibbs and yeah, Motherwell, sure. and then Hibbs, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's it shows true. you that it shows you that where. Queen's Park's ambition is and, and they've realised that now they've probably put a little bit on now wanting to be a premiership club well, I would imagine and Martin the uh, director of football yeah, from right. AZ Alkmaar yes that's right phenomenal yeah, isn't well, that, it? and Owen Coyle you know him so well yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah. Owen and Sandy and tap your hat to both of them I mean they're Airdrie boys you know played with Airdrie and I remember they them celebrated, the diamonds, exactly yeah. they yeah. celebrated themselves well enough you know in front of the Airdrie fans it must have been tough for them because they're obviously their old club stayed down but on the whole I thought over the piece over the two games, I think nobody could argue over the two games that Queen's Park deserved it. That's the voice of Peter Grant, as you know, the former Celtic and Scotland star. The other voice, Gordon Smith. Your first time working for a while with you, Gordon. It's great. Now, at this point, you were going to have to leave, but because you're going to a music night. What is it that's on? Yeah, it's but, you're, but you're going to stay. You've, you can stay till seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm staying now. Uh, it was a music night in, uh, in Glasgow, the Ashoka. Okay. Uh, and a wee was, plug. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we plug for them. To bit, uh, <laughs> Don't think you can go along because all the tables are That's totally also, full. What kind so, of music is it tonight then? It's Beatles, the, 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 the guy they? owns. Yeah. <laughs> Bangladesh, I think they're called Beatles. It's like right. uh, they're all Indian guys oh, that fantastic. play. Yeah. And what they do is they do, uh, they do Beatles songs. They're very, they're very, very good. Peter, your favourite Beatles song? Can you, as I said to you, yeah. it's got coming in here. It's a hard day's night. Ah, <laughs> help! <laughs> Listen, you'll get a ticket to ride if there's any more of this. Oh, For go. our younger listeners, uh, you'll have your music away. <laughs> you love as well Gordon don't oh, you? Yeah. you do I know you play the guitar as well yeah. so when, I was, at, when I was at yep. Man, Man City I remember uh, one yep. of the books uh, it was, uh, <laughs> no, Leon Gallagher said he, he came to see me when he was playing for Man City was, did he? Yeah. fantastic yeah. you can dine out on that one yeah and he does <laughs> <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland let's go, go. 
So to celebrate the climax of a massive season for Scottish football, as you know, we've teamed up with our friends at Joe Junk Rubbish Removal, giving you the chance to win £500 cash with us at the Go Radio Football Show. Tonight, we've got Peter Grant, we've got Gordon Smith, Paul Cooney. Couldn't get the A-team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, so... Right, who's on the line? Let's check, James, what line will we go to? We've got 12 of them there. No, we've got one lined up here. <laughs> it's uh, Robert's on from Mary Hill. Hi, Robert. Hi, how are you all doing? Hi, yeah, we're good, Robert. thanks. How are you? Uh, yeah, all good, all good. Well, we do the quiz first and then we'll ask you because you know what I'm like, I get confused very easily. <laughs> so uh, £500, what would that mean to you? Um be brilliant I'll pay for my season ticket next season that's for sure so right Mary Hill Juniors <laughs> what 500 pounds <laughs> are you kidding no we'll talk to you about your team in just a moment or two right you're ready okay. we're going to have all you have to do identify which uh, premiership manager let's say former premiership manager talking trash or rubbish about referees you ready for that yeah that's fine right nothing new stand by the managers get such stick, don't they, Peter? You you know all about it. Yeah. Have you ever talked rubbish it. yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> is available. What a <laughs> right, here we go. Who is this manager? Stand by. Foul in the fourth official's book as well because he's shouting down the mic. Foul, foul, foul. Referees ignored the information. We can both see it clearly to foul. And we can both see it clearly to foul. And they go and score the goal. And Howie hasn't seen a clear clear swipe from Rogic on Ryan Jack. I don't know what the lads in the box think, but for me it's 100% foul. Mm, kind of know the voice there. I'm trying to think who was that. Was it? I oh, shouldn't say. <laughs> now, Robert, what do, you, what do you think? You realise if you get this wrong, you'll you will have to leave this city. You won't be able to speak to any of your friends again. Yeah, I'm not getting that wrong, Paul. Exactly. <laughs> Good, because we did say there. What do we do if you got a mistake? We won't get it wrong. Okay, go for it, Robert. Um, the voice was Stephen Gerrard. Oh, hey, fantastic. Oh, no. yeah. oh, oh, very good guess. Did you hear that? Oh, no. <laughs> Peter Grant there knows his adverts on Go Radio. Well done. That's brilliant. <laughs> when that advert was running, my wife used to say that. She doesn't speak like that, but she'd go, oh, no. <laughs> At certain times of the day and night. <laughs> so that's that meant you coming in. £500 for you from Joe Junk Rubbish Removal. Well, that's done. brilliant, isn't well, it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's excellent. Good man. So you're going to get your ticket. Have you got your ticket for tomorrow for the cup final? You're a big Rangers fan, Robert. Yeah, I'm going to watch it in the house with my partner and just have a have a party since Wednesday didn't go over there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what about when? I know. Honestly, we genuinely can't believe it because we listen to, well, oh, it's Craig Moore as well. But Barry, who led Rangers to the final in 2008, he was convinced that Rangers were going to win. So. What yeah, do you feel? I think I think, yeah. I think we were all convinced. To be fair, I, I, I think I, I, we didn't expect to get there, and then when we did get there, I think we thought, "Oh, we don't have a real chance here." Mm-hmm. I know, it wasn't to be. How I mean, somebody has to miss the penalty. Did you think though that Ryan Kent was going to put you out that misery and give you that joy? I did. I did. I mean, I seen James Tavenier picking a trophy up <laughs> even before yeah. Kent picked it, but the ball <laughs> yeah. right at the ball in it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You could see them engraving it here. You wouldn't, well, you were watching the telly, maybe maybe by then you'd switched off or whatever. But it, it was hard to believe, Gordon, that they were putting down the name of Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah. But Germans have got such a great record in penalties, haven't they? Mainly against that, English teams. That's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. They, they, they are good at them. And uh, you don't know whether I say there's a lot involved in it, whether they're practising, you know, the, the people who are good at doing it. But as I say, their penalties were five good penalties. I mean, I know somebody mentioned earlier on about. Uh, you know, Al McGregor might have been able to save one, but I think I don't Could think. They, yeah, I don't think any of them were. Which one? I mean, that's what I'm I think yeah. about two or three of them he went the right way, but there was no way he was catching them. No, yeah. you know that's, that's for sure. You know there were fantastic penalties. Yeah, yeah. Tav was magnificent. Lens, yeah. Davis, there's only one. There's only one bad penalty. Was a penalty yeah. that was missed. It was. It's only that one was, bad one. Say it's not been struck well. Yeah. You know that was only saying uh, for me it looked like a player going up and changing his mind. You know, I, I, you know, I, I watched that, Peter. Like. You're absolutely right, and I've watched it again actually. See if it, even if it had actually been down the middle, but it wasn't down yes. the middle. It was. It was too. That's why I thought he changed his mind because I'm thinking, oh, he shanked a wee bit. Yes. Usually, if you can down the middle, you put your laces through. Yes, don't you? that's right. If he, if he'd gone down the middle, even with a bit of height in it, he'd done the, the old Penenka. Yeah, yeah. Would have been ideal. Anything, you know. But as you say, it was just disappointing for yeah. him, for him as well, because it's not been no. ideal for him during no. this period. Right. Here's the plus about uh, Calvin Bassey. We heard that earlier on, didn't we, with the manager speaking um, about he's been outstanding. What would you say about Bassey? Um, I think when he first came in, he was obviously born as. Um, Kind of backup, but uh, I don't even think Barisic would get in the team if he if he was to stay at left back. I think Bonner's been lucky because he's filled in at centre back. Um, mm. But if he was to play as a left back, I don't think Bonner would get in the team. Yeah. I think the first time they played him, I, I went there in the cup with Dunfermline, and I said, "Well, I'm just going to attack it because the league was going to be the most important thing." Mm. Blah blah blah. Rangers were three nothing up in the first ten minutes. And he was brilliant. He just kept running down the side of the pitch and getting delivered in. And Rangers scored off three crosses in the first. 15 minutes of the game and I think from then that was him staying in the side you know and it was against us in the cup and I, the next week I was interested because he hadn't been playing because even the team I'd said prior to it that I know he hadn't been selected and then as I said that's why you've got to tip your hat to Gio he's kept him in the side played him in different positions and it allows the team to flourish I think the way he's played has allowed the team to flourish because you can play other players in different positions I've spoke about earlier on Lundstrom dropping back in and X, Y and Z you know you wouldn't say Barisic is the best one-to-one defender but it allows him to go and attack and get good delivery in the box. Be things like that. No, so Barisic is basically an attacking. Yes, he's, absolutely. He's more of a wing back, absolutely. Bit, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, but that, that's why Bassi, you're absolutely spot on about the fact that see when they go to a back three, and the fact he can play left back means it's ideal for him to play. Because I remember in the Scottish team, uh, Tom Boyd played in the back yep. three, and mm-hmm. he played because he was a full back and he played naturally full back. He was very comfortable playing as a wide well, centre back. That's why we done it with Kieran Tierney. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we done yeah. it with Kieran because Kieran's comfortable in there. People used to say, oh, you're playing Andy Robertson or Kieran Tierney. We said, we'll play the two of them. Yes. Because Kieran will play on the left side because yeah. nine times out of ten you end up in the left back position. I agree with that. that position. I, I, absolutely. I, I, a lot of people said it's, it should be one or the other and I, I agree totally with what you did. Oh, 100%. Because the two of them are two top class players. <laughs> absolutely. Let, let's hear the manager speaking about Calvin Bassey. It is coming, I can assure you. Here he is. I was very impressed with his performances. I think uh, Kelvin is playing uh, really well in the last uh, couple of months. I think his development as a, as a player, as a person, is uh, is amazing to see. You know, I love working with him. If you see the games he played, especially in Europe, semi-final, quarter-finals, also the final, he played really well. So uh, I'm really happy for him because it will benefit his, um, his development as a player. He's still young, he's 22, but very open to, uh, to advise. 
size, you know, he wants to be stronger and better every day. So for me, it's ideal for uh, for me to work with him. And of course, I want to work as long as possible with, with Kelvin. But uh, if you uh, have these performances in, uh, in Europe, then uh, you will get attention. But I hope to uh, see him for as long as possible uh, in my team. Let's hear about the squad fitness, Robert, before you go. And I want to ask you about your team for tomorrow. Yeah, well, we had a, you know, a tough game also uh, because we played 120 minutes in very uh, difficult uh, circumstances, you know, with the, with the warm. Yeah, it, it took a lot of out, out of us, but, um, you know, we, 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 we had a good recovery today. Uh, all players who were involved on Thursday, except uh, Borna, uh, is uh, not available for tomorrow. All the other players who started or were involved in the squad uh, are also available for tomorrow. Robert, with his £500 from Joe Junk removal, he'll get his season ticket for next year. What are you thinking for tomorrow then? Would you freshen it up or what would you do? Um, I think I'd probably play Davis if it's going to be his last game. Um, it's not even as if that would be an inferior move to put Davis on the team. Um, I think I'd probably start Roof and I would go with Kent, Roof and maybe Lowry. I'd bring maybe Lowry in and give him a bit of game time. Tell us what you feel about Lowry because everyone's talking about this youngster. He is something that I don't know. I don't know if we've seen it at Ibrox in a long time. Somebody coming from the academy that you just think, wow. Obviously, with Nathan Patterson, but this boy's going forward. He's different gravy. He's confident. He's just sides about the park as if he's been there all his life. <laughs> yeah, he's got no fear, has he, Gordon? No. And, and, and I've seen a couple of the goals he scored. The one he scored last week against Hearts was absolutely tremendous. Yeah. That would be... That was like a, a, a goal from a top-class player. Yeah. Because he took a touch and he played, his, he played the ball into the net with a pass before it looked as if he'd even drawn his leg back. So Craig Gordon wasn't ready for the shot coming in and he, he just stroked it into the corner. If he's listening to this, he'd be saying, Gordon, I am a top-class player. <laughs> yeah. He is a top-class player now. Exactly. He's coming, But he's 18 years old. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, that, that gives you an indication. If somebody's got that kind of quality and the confidence could play at that level, at that age in a team, he's destined for the very top. We used to, Gordon, you know, in our time, and I hate getting back to that, that was a normal, wasn't it? Yeah. You had the Fleckies, you did the Anties, not even coming in at that yeah. time at Rangers. You had Charlie Nicholas Nat at Celtic at that particular time, Paul McStays. Yeah. If you were 18, 19, if you were, as soon as you got to 19, you were considered older, you were released That's because right. it was too late. That's right. You know, they players had to get in and grow, and, and this kid knows he's got the ability. And playing in that area of the pitch, he plays with that confidence that, like say, Charlie Nicholas Nat had, you know, they have that confidence. And to play that area of the pitch, you have to have that confidence to manipulate the ball because you've got to want the ball all the time, be willing to make mistakes. And that's the type of player he looks. And he knows that he's, that's why I think he's got a good chance under this manager. I've been very impressed with Van Bronckhurst. I must have been about and handled these yeah. players. I think it's been a real tough call for him. I know he gets a lot of criticism, but I thought he's handled the, the Rangers manager's jersey very well. Yeah. You know, I, I think Loudry could start tomorrow. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I'm also thinking now that Bassi will potentially be left back tomorrow and probably Balogun will come in because with Barisic out... Mm -hmm. Who's, who's, who else is a cover for left back? It's going to be left back. Yeah, yep. be Bassi, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yep, absolutely. Robert? Um, yeah, I think I think my worry tomorrow is that he plays Sands at the centre half and doesn't play Balligan. I think he likes Sands quite a bit. Yeah, and yeah. somebody said he is quite stubborn. Would that be fair? I mean, the Dutch, yeah. they've got a great... Um, they, they know their worth, don't they? And yeah. he knows he's a top-class manager. Yeah. He has been player. Um, some people feel um, Stephen Davis yeah. should have played a bit more. Uh, let's hear from Robbie Nielsen talking about Rangers, Robert, before you go. I think I'm always difficult to beat, you know, with, 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 especially when you go through to Glasgow. They're, they're 
all international players. They're all top level players. They've all won leagues. They've won championships. So it's going to be a tough game. You know, we understand that. You know, we, we, first and foremost, we have to try and match the energy levels that they bring. You know, they've got great ability. They've got great depth on the bench. So it's going to be a hard game. But we believe we've got a group here that can do it. His voice getting deeper. He's trying to say it in a low voice because yeah. they want everybody else to hear him. But I, I agree with him. I think they'll try, try to be physical with Rangers, knowing that Rangers have had a tough mm. e evening in midweek, you know, so they'll try and be physical. And I'd say that's the sort of sides, no disrespect to Robbie, that's what his teams are. They're mm. physical sides, they'll let you know they're on the pitch, you know. They've got the, the big fella up front, I can't remember his name at this moment in time, and he knocks himself about, knocks centre half. And if Rangers are weak Liam there, um, if they're weak there, the big Sims. boys are loan Sims. Sims, yeah. Super. And if he's. Yep. They're weak there. You're talking about a Balagoon or a Sands coming in, and that's why I think Balagoon's got more chance because of the height factor. Because he's a big lad, Sam. What about yeah. John Suter? Is he going to play his last game for Hearts? It looks like going it. to I mean, Rangers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think. I mean, a lot of people might be wondering about what, should he play for Hearts when he's actually already signed for Rangers. What do you, you think, know? Gordon? It's a difficult one, but I think that, that yeah, if you've got good professionalism, you would just go out and play. I would, I would play him if I was Hearts because he is a top class player. He's had a lot of injury problems and I think the main thing from Hart's point of view tomorrow is they've got to get it tactically correct mm. because first and foremost what will help them in the game greatly is if, to stop Rangers playing because you can't allow Rangers to, to play because they've got better players than Hearts. Without doubt they're a better team and, and last week even proved that we're, we're younger, a younger team but the main thing is from Robbie Nielsen's point of view and he's good at this, he is good tactically he needs to make sure that first and foremost Rangers do not control the game Peter, the 1990 Cup final, was it? You saw a top-class professional who was... It was his last kick for his club, for Aberdeen, and he was moving to your club to Celtic. Charlie. Yep. Yeah, and big Brian Irvine scored. And that's what I'm saying. People remember Anton missing the penalty. Bear in mind, he had an mm. outstanding game in the, the game. But people remember that. And Charlie had to take the penalty. Charlie had to take the penalty, and big Brian Irvine scored the winner. 9-8 yeah. it was. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's... Listen, again into that game tomorrow, Rangers will be hoping it's one in 90 minutes because of yeah. what they've went through so far. You know, as I say, talking about John Suter, I'm a great believer if somebody signed with somebody, get him out of the building as quick as he possibly can. And John's the nicest guy you can meet, you know. Is he? But if he's signed with Rangers, he's a Rangers player in my mind. And that, that he wouldn't be playing for me. And I know that's maybe my stubbornness. But you're you're quite I mean. stubborn, Peter Grant, aren't you? <laughs> no, you when are. it comes to things like that, yeah. because I think at the end of the I, day... I, I can understand what yeah. you're saying, Peter, but I know because... But you think about it as a professionalism, yeah. if, if, if it was me, and I'd say, OK, I'm going to go to Rangers, but I want Hearts to win the Cup. I want to be a Cup winner. Mm -hmm. I, I would still think if he's the best player you've got, sure. I would put him in. I really would. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Rob, yeah. Robert, what's your scoreline tomorrow? Um, I'll go 3-1 Rangers. 3-1 Rangers. And are you planning to celebrate tomorrow night? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah the, bun, the, bu the, bun the bunting is not away yet. <laughs> good man, good man. Yeah, good man. Uh, I saw a car today with um, you know it had the, the the flags on it and all the rest of it. They were still there. So yeah. I think the Rangers fans will now. They start to gather. There. The sun's just come out. They'll get ready tomorrow morning. Get ready for the game. Three o'clock kickoff. Thanks so much, Robert, and well done for entering the competition. You've got five hundred pounds coming from Joe Junk Rubbish Removal. Thanks, Robert. Cheers, Robert. Cheers. 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 The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Gordon Smith, the former Rangers star, Brighton and Hove Albion, and Kilmarnock's where you started out as well, Manchester yeah. City yeah. as well. What's your prediction? Are they going to be title? League champions. League yes. champions for sure. Peter Grant, West Ham United, Celtic, Norwich. Not enough time left. Not Paul. enough time. Go for <laughs> it. Um, Peter, you're going for Man City or Liverpool? 
Oh, I've got a sneaking suspicion there's going to be a, some an upset tomorrow. I've got a funny feeling Liverpool have been hitting there, and I just think it could be an upset. I, I, I hope I'm wrong because I'd like Man City because I like the way they play, but Liverpool have been phenomenal since Diaz came in. Is this a quadruple? You're saying then? You think it's, it could be? Yeah, on? yeah, I do. I, I think they've got that quality. Yeah, I really do. Right, well, we were hoping it would be Rangers against either Real Madrid or Liverpool. Well, somebody who's right across all of this, he's just back from Seville in the early hours of this morning, and I'm delighted. Talk Sports own, our own, Jim White is on the line. Jim, good evening. Paul, good evening to you. It's an absolute honour to be on with you with the evergreen Peter Grant and the ever-young Gordon Smith. <laughs> Good to hear from you, Jim. Unbelievable. <laughs> Jim, who needs Simon Jordan? We've got Gordon, Peter and Paul here. Yeah. Oh, every time I would take Grant and Smith first, mate. <laughs> Jim, we've had so many Rangers fans on tonight and they can't quite believe it. They're maybe beginning to realise, look, that dream has gone and I think the memories yeah. will be... You know, they'll live with them forever. You'd quite a journey. You went on Tuesday, heard you on Wednesday morning, heard you uh, yesterday as well. What's going to be your yeah. y- your memories of Seville? First of all, the disappointment of losing out, especially on penalties. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, to be quite honest, Paul, they, they, had a, they had a fantastic chance to win the thing, as we know, uh, Rangers. And the, the, the moment at the end there when, when Kemar Roof somehow got it to Ryan Kent, uh, and Kevin Trapp blocked it. And that was the moment, Paul. Uh, you know, when, when I've, I've seen it actually since today, uh, there was a, a, an equally good chance, of course, straight after that, because the ball came out and Stephen Davis pinged it with his left foot. And it was a slight deflection that took it over. In fact, it was a double deflection that took it over the top. And, you know, we were yards from it. And I, maybe, not, maybe not Kent's chance, but I was looking for the net to ripple when Stephen Davis struck it because he struck it so sweetly with his, his left foot. Stephen made a heck of a difference. I don't know if uh, Peter and Gordon would agree when, when he came on. Rangers looked much more settled and workmanlike. But uh, the, the annoying thing was, to everybody in the stadium who was looking at it from a Rangers perspective, Eintracht Frankfurt were there for the taking, Paul. They were out on their feet. And if one of those chances can, or 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 uh, Ryan Kent, or or um, or um, Stephen Davis had gone in, yep. that was it. It was over. Obviously, it would it would have been over. But I mean, so near, so yet yet so far. I mean, I still feel for Aaron Ramsey. Goodness knows when he'll feel well enough to talk about it. But you know, it's one of those things. The supporters were unbelievable, Paul. Yeah, they were phenomenal. Yeah, Rangers are on the front pages and the back pages and for all the right reasons, Jim. So we're hearing today, 100,000 plus supporters, not one arrest. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is outstanding. We, we, we caught up with them. We drove up from Malaga uh, on Wednesday and then, of course, in the outskirts of Seville, you began to see them and, and Frankfurt fans in the cafes mm. and the bars. So they all mixed together. But crucially, at the end of it, Paul, you know, harmony had broken out. And I think, I don't know if your callers tonight on Go Radio are suggesting this, I think, I think the Rangers fans, Samantha women, were proud of what they'd seen, proud of the effort from their team. They'd given everything, but it just didn't, it, it just didn't do it enough to, to lift the, the trophy. It's one of those things. But the supporters were phenomenal, and Rangers, I'm quite sure, are rightly proud of every single one of them. Yeah, Jim, you're right. Gordon, you'd agree all the calls, callers tonight are saying... So near yet so far, but they're proud of the team and they'll long remember their few days in the south of Spain. Totally, and, and as I, I've agreed totally with what you've said there, Jim, as well, about the fact we, we did talk about it earlier on, saying that, that 
Rangers didn't start the game that well. It was a pretty even game. It wasn't the best of football. But as the game went on, Steve Davis came on and made a difference. And, and he, uh, I think he was outstanding in that, that spell. And that's when Rangers started to control yeah. the game. And were very unlucky yeah. with the chance. There was also a good free kick from from uh, Tavenier as well, that the goalkeeper read it well. Yeah. He came across and made a good save. So, And, and you know that the, the shot from Davis, I actually think they gave a goal kick for that. They didn't. He yeah, didn't even right. get a corner. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right, right, Gordon. Yeah. yeah. The, re- the, the referee yeah. made a mistake there and didn't get a corner. Kick. And, and Peter, you called it. You think who were the better team? For I you? thought Rangers were the better side over the 120 minutes. So I think yeah. both of them didn't play as well as they have done in the competition. There's no doubt of that. You know. So yeah. I agree with Jim. I thought whoever scored in that extra time was the team that was going to win it because, and I thought Rangers were the stronger. But I just didn't see that many chances going to be coming in the game. But as Jim said there, you forget about the second one with Davis coming out to him. You know, you all talk about the Kent one, but it comes back out and Davis has a double deflection. But I, I, I agree. I thought Rangers, as I said, just shaded it on the evening. I thought, as I've said for weeks, people were surprised talking about Frankfurt it was there for Rangers to lose, really. I disagreed with that. But can you think of the results they had? And I think Rangers have given them the toughest game. There is absolutely no doubt of that. I think over the piece, the Rangers have given the toughest game out of the full competition. It's amazing when you consider that, that. See that game in Wednesday night? That was Rangers' 19th game in Europe this season. Yeah. 19 games. <laughs> over nine months. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. half a league season yeah. when you think yeah. about it. 19 matches. Yeah. Nine I never countries. had that in 20 years at Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, what, <laughs> Jim, what about the name of Calvin Bassey? You'll be hearing about it more, more no doubt, in your own talk sport as well. He is quite a find. Oh, yeah, he, he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, in actual fact, Paul, in the, in the, the media centre afterwards, he was a name on everybody's lips. Um, a, a lot of the foreign journalists, uh, well, I mean by that non, non-German, non, non-British, yeah. uh, were talking about Calvin Bassey uh, and uh, were, were talking, about it in, talking about his performance. Uh, he was so composed throughout the night. Um, they were talking about him in a very, very favourable way. But you know something, Paul? Mm-hmm. Nobody, absolutely nobody, predicted how hot it would be. Yeah. It was absolutely unbearably hot in Seville on, on Wednesday. I mean, it was getting up to 35 degrees at lunchtime. Um, it really was incredible. And one of the major stories coming out of it, and I know UEFA are embarrassed by this, yeah. Uh, I'm presuming it's been covered up there, Paul. Yes. No water. water. No yep. water sales. They've apologised, the, Jim. Unreal. They have apologised. Yep. And we spoke to Gordon earlier on who said when they arrived at the ground, Jim, they were taking the water from them. They were taking medicines from people. Uh, that they were obviously yeah. looking for uh, booze, but they were taking water. So the fans yeah. were yeah. dehydrated. And he said towards the end, the Rangers fans went a bit quieter because they were dehydrated. So what would it have been like for the players? I mean, what was yeah. it, Jim? Was it 37 during the day in the early into the mid-afternoon? It was 37 at the end wow. of the day, Paul, but at the, wow. at the end of the afternoon. Um, and, of course, as you can imagine, Paul, the vast majority of Rangers and Eintracht Frankfurt fans who'd made it to the city of Seville did not have tickets. Sure. So they're wandering around. They're wandering around out in the open. Uh, and, of course, frying like everybody else. Mm. I mean, how the players, Gordon, how the players cope, Peter, in that heat, I just do not know. Mm. I mean, there were water breaks, of course there were. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, it affected everybody on the night. And I, I think, Paul, UEFA would need to rethink uh, about Seville. Beautiful yeah. city and all. You know that, Paul, you've been there. But I think they'd need to re- rethink that. 
as a, as a venue of a major European final because it's only got 40 plus thousand capacity. Right. I think you're spot on. Yeah. Jim, yeah, I agree with you totally. And if not just that, they need to look, I think, as well at the fact is I know it's an evening game and everything, but they need to look at where they're going to have these games in, in May in terms of which sure. which city to have them in, mm. in terms of what the weather's like, because let's be honest, if that yeah. had been, say it had been a Spanish team against Rangers, yeah. well, the Spanish team would have been much more comfortable playing of in course. that sort of weather. So, and, it, you know, yeah. the Germans maybe yeah. not so, but I think they should be looking at that. Stadium far too small as well. Jim, you're absolutely right. UEFA have apologised today for the lack of water in the stadium, and they're looking yeah. at it. But it's too late now. Yeah. And it's, it's only the ninth biggest stadium in Spain. But it's only the third the biggest in the region. You've got to give the credit to the Rangers yeah. players. Yeah. We yeah. wouldn't have knew the heat. Pizza, pizza we wouldn't have knew the heat, Jim. We wouldn't have knew the heat because the way they went about their business, yeah. the way they ended the game, they ended the, stro- the game stronger. And I think that's great credit. I know the manager gets a bit of criticism, whatever, but the way his staff and that have got the players prepared and the way they were yeah. going right to the final whistle. And I know a penalty kicks can go either way. We've all been there. But as I say, in the game, it didn't affect him. And you've got to give them great credit. I feel for the supporters for sure because that should never ever happen. Jim, I'm going to ask you for your yeah. prediction for tomorrow. Um, here's GVB I'll tell you speaking. the new, by the way, before he says it. You hold on. Yeah, I know what he's going to say. You hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow card, Peter Grant. Well, as you said, you know, we all had uh, the disappointment of Wednesday's game, the result of it. Of course, Aaron as well. Very down after the game. So yesterday still. So we needed to uh, to lift him up. Uh, we need to lift up every player in the, in the squad. You know, we are focusing now on the final and uh, we, we have to... Um, uh, take the the loss as a as a team. We have to support each other as a as a Rangers family. Make sure we are ready for the game tomorrow. Uh, yeah, obviously Aaron uh, is is very down, but we are lifting him up, and uh, you know he, he has all my support, all the support of his teammates, and I'm sure he will see feel the same support uh, in the stadium tomorrow when the, the fans will will also welcome him and, and my team. So, Jim, from 37 degrees to 13 degrees uh-huh. tomorrow. I just looked. 13 <laughs> degrees is the maximum here in Glasgow tomorrow. What do you reckon, Gordon Smith, first of all, scoreline? Go around all three. Scoreline, I, I think Rangers will also win 3-1 tomorrow. 3-1. Yeah. In normal time, because 120 minutes would be too punishing. Yeah, I think it'll be normal yeah. time. I think Rangers, yeah. Rangers will win 3-1. Yeah. Peter, what do you reckon? St Mirren, 2-0. Rangers 2-0 I think that tomorrow uh, I think Rangers will win it tomorrow I think they've got enough um, quality and I think the disappointment you can use that in a different way tomorrow and I think they'll be desperate to do that the likes of Lundstrom who have came to the fore I'll be getting round about their players and making sure there's other guys there at maybe their last game you know like McGregor or whatever so all these things or even being part of the squad I should say and all these things, I think, are set for Rangers to go and win the game tomorrow. Jim Barry was saying today he thinks that Stephen Davis should start tomorrow. So should Alan McGregor. But we've got the manager saying it looks as though it's going to be John McLaughlin in goals. All right, okay, Paul. Um, I know, I know. I mentioned Stephen Davis earlier on. I thought he was outstanding when he came on uh, the other night. I think Rangers will win it, Paul. Um, I think they'll win it. I think they'll win it. Maybe three, maybe four nil. I, I, I think they'll go out there and put on a show especially for those fans uh, who made the trip this week, many of whom were on the last flight, as I was, out of Malaga to Gatwick late last night. And they were all, they were all heading back to turn around to go to Hamden on Saturday. And they're going there in hugely optimistic mood. 
Where am I going? I'm yep. ho- I'm going to the home of the English national game. I'll be at Wembley ah. for Sunderland against Wickham. You see, this is what I've become, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it's like, Jim. I know what it's like, pal. I've been there a few times in the playoffs. I know what the playoffs are like. So enjoy and, it. It's a fantastic day. And can Sunderland finally come back up? Aidan McGeady and Code down there. Jim, listen, thanks so much for joining us. We were listening to you all over. You know, you were in Malaga, you were in Seville, and you're back today, and here we are calling you on Go Radio. Great to hear you, Jim. Speak to you soon. Great stuff. All the best, Jim. All the best, Peter. All the best, pal. Bye, Jim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you. Gordon, thanks a million. Enjoy the night. The Bangra, I'm going to see the Bangra Beatles. Bangra, enjoy it, Gordon. We'll see you again soon, <laughs> Peter. As always, a pleasure. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Stevie Lennon is up next after the news. Don't forget, Cup Final Special tomorrow. Rangers against Hearts. Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney. We'll see you at two tomorrow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new iGo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.